Hi, Justin. Hey, Lindsay. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? of Perspectives of Pop Culture. Today is going to be such a fun episode because we have another exciting interview to share with you. Justin, would you please do us the stunning honor of introducing our next guest? Absolutely. So, after about a decade-long career in investment banking, she took a total 180 into the world of health and wellness. She became a certified aromatherapy, Ayurveda, and yoga, and after a newfound bout of inspiration and a chance encounter... With a natural products expert, she was guided to create her own line of custom oils, K-Sahai. It became her personal mission to share the mind, body, and soul approach to self-care through products that give you the confidence to glow inside and out. She's here today to chat with us about her philosophy on how a healthy mindset can help you achieve glowing skin and why these two are connected. We are very thrilled to welcome Kavita Sahai. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction and for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're, we're so excited to have you. We are loving. We You guys sent us. Um, we're so kind to send us the essential oil roll-on, and we're loving it. I do it every night before bed. So I'm excited it's, to hear definitely more like about my, your journey. Uh, yeah, it's my go-to for while I'm at work and stressed out. I love that. I love, I love that. Well, that's, that's kind of the point. Like, um, essential oils have both an emotional and physical benefit. And so, you know, it's a a two for one. I'm all about minimizing the amount of steps we have to take for, you know, health and beauty. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. No more 10 step skincare routines. I'm tired. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I hear efficiency, which (laughs) Lindsay knows I love efficiency. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm rather obsessed as well, given my background. So, (laughs) well, you know, you, you brought up background and it's actually one of the first things I kind of wanted to jump into is like, I kind of want to know about your journey from investment banking to health and wellness. Like how did that happen? What started it? Like, tell us about that, you know, turnaround. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, ever since I was little, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm older than both of you, but <laughs> I had seen a pretty woman and I was like, oh my God, I want to be that, which is not Julia Roberts, but Richard Gere. Right. And I'm like, I want to be this guy who like buys and sell companies. And that sounds amazing. And, you know, later right. found out that's sort of private equity. And so you have to do investment banking and then you do private equity. And so I was living what I thought was a dream, which meant I was working, you know, nights, weekends, all the time caffeinated just you know until I literally sort of hit this wall and I couldn't remember anything so I had post-it notes everywhere like pick up dog (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) your brain was too overstimulated it was it was just you know it was true burnout right and um on top of that my son at the time started to have some kind of respiratory issues too um it was known as like a reactive airway and so he had been in and out of the hospital and we just, we tried all sorts of different medication and, and, and things. And I, I just was like, there's got to be a better way, a different way. And, um, you know, it was one of those moments where you're like, I'll try anything. <laughs> yes. And uh, I was introduced to this sort of botanist and, um, you know, a lot of different aromatherapy solutions. Um, well, I felt better probably within a month or two. And my son was off all prescription meds within um, six months. So, and he never went back. So, 
I was like, oh. oh my God, what is this witch magic juju stuff? You <laughs> <laughs> love a little magic. Right, right. And so that's when I sort of left and just dove headfirst. Um, I kind of took that same work ethic, but applied it to natural modalities, uh, which is why I went beyond just aromatherapy, but um, really felt like this is you know, it's making old new again, right? Because this is actually mm-hmm. the way people practice beauty and medicine um, before. Um, and, I, and I'd seen it growing up because even having lived in India and the Middle East and different places, women use oils, whether it's for mm-hmm. health or wellness, that is the main modality. But we had gotten so away from that using all these like 10 different step products and yes, um, chemicals and, and things. And so really trying to bring that back um, became my purpose. I love that. Um, my husband's a chiropractor and he, his like main goal with all of his patients is to get them out of pain and off of prescription medication as I'm sure that was like a huge, um, feat for you and your sons, which is congrats. That's so inspiring. Justin and I actually talk a lot about pursuing our passion projects and taking that leap of faith in a career change here on pop. We both have kind of recently started doing that and practicing it ourselves. Is there any type of advice or anything that you can share from your experience that um, assisted you in this career change or if they're looking to make one themselves, is there any advice you can give on that? Yeah, sure. So I'm a big believer that all of us are a little bit different in how we handled these type of different situations. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of human design. Um, Oh my gosh, Kavita, I have a whole (laughs) section of questions for you about human design. I'm obsessed with it. What are you? Jackie, or Lindsay made me look up everything and do the chart. So yes, (laughs) Yes. I'm newly informed, newly informed. Okay. Okay, great. So, so I would say some of it depends on your design. So on our Mm -hmm. website, we do have the soul quiz so people can find their design and, and figure out what they are and we give a lot of information um, on how to structure your environment and how to structure your self-care because what looks like self-care for you could look very different than what self-care looks like for me but for me I'm a generator and so it's really about tapping into your intuition and so in those moments of doubt in those moments of you know what am I doing I'm giving up a lot of money to potentially make not a lot of money you know that in those yeah. in those moments of and and the entrepreneurial journey is always going to be a lot of ups and downs it's never going to be sort of this gradual climb or even you know it's just it's going to be up down up down mm-hmm. right um, you have to tune in to your intuition so are you you know is there joy are you bringing are you happy are you feeling satisfied right and if you are then chances are you can just rely on that and know that that is good enough. I think sometimes we are get so caught up in the things we need, we think we need to do. Um, but if we can really sink in, we know what we need to do. Yeah. And so that would be sort of my advice, you know, for those that are generators. <laughs> I love it. I'm a manifesting generator. Justin's a, what are you, Justin? Um, I am a projector. Okay. He's a projector. So we have almost the full spectrum here. We're just missing we our do. reflector, right? Well, which are, we're always missing, right? Because it's such a small percentage of the population. Such a small percentage. Do you listen to the Balanced Blonde I don't. Podcast? I have to add it. No. You have to add it. She's a reflector, and she talks so much about it because, oh, you know, amazing. it's so rare. And she's actually the one that got me into it. And I have learned so much about myself with um, just – 
like you were saying, the type of space that I need to create for myself and how I'm supposed to make decisions based on my human design. And I loved that you said trusting your intuition, trusting your gut. I think that's something, especially maybe we, Jess and I are newly in our 30s, like transitioning from the 20s of that go, go, go. Like you have to do something. You have to figure out your career right now. To getting to your 30s and being like, oh, shoot, maybe there are other ways I can right. do this or make totally. a living. Yeah, not just going based off of what your parents said <laughs> is the one way of yes. doing things. I, I think your 20s are all about listening and then rebelling, right? So, like, there's a certain amount of, like, do what people say, and then you're like, I'm going to do the opposite for no good reason, right? So there's this, like, yin and yang of the 20s. And in the 30s, you're like, okay, let me, it's a great time to sit back and say, let me really think about, again, let me tune in inwards. What feels good, right? What feels good to me could be different than what feels good to you. Um, And am I, and depending on your design, like, am I satisfied or am I not satisfied? Am I, um, you know, bitter or am I, you know, feeling recognized so like as a projector you're really here to guide and so you know podcasting is should fit you really well (laughs) yes no justin is our organized king and he does fit the the um prototype exactly in my eyes it's amazing yeah it's interesting coming across all these things because you know before I never listened watch co-star I really wasn't into astrology but Lindsay has done all the things we there's like some like astrological map that you had us do before Lindsay where like our lines were running through certain for your astrology I haven't no (gasps) oh well sister you've got it you got to look into it I'll send you an email with the link to the thing (laughs) because it it is so interesting anything that makes us understand ourselves more to set us on like a path of success is worth it like worth your time it's not like just look into it Absolutely. Yeah. And so actually on the soul quiz that we have on our site, we also have a relationship one. So you both can take it and you can see like where your designs overlap. So, you know, with open and closed centers, you can kind of see like how yeah. you interact. So that's a little bit fun. But yeah, no, self-discovery is one of the three tenets of values of the brand. So it's self-discovery, self-love and joy. And so the reason mm-hmm. that we have that soul quiz and we help people embark on this is because it truly is about discovering yourself and then loving yourself. Yeah, I think that's something that you- we're both um learning now and trying to focus on is the loving yourself for the success part to follow after yeah absolutely i think that's exactly what 30s are is learning that okay what do like self-love learning what exactly you need not with the influence of other people and being okay with pursuing that regardless of what people have to say okay and i love that you have the relationship crossover on your site we'll put it in our show notes you guys you all have to go and take this with your partners your business partners your best friends because it's knowledge is power and this is important i'd be interested to know what like yours and mine is Lindsay. i know we'll have to do a whole deep dive episode on it (laughs) very interested to see the compatibility or lack thereof yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are uh, compatible. And and look, there's no good or bad mixing of charts, right? It's all just knowledge, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's just like you know, you discover um, how to take care of yourself, and then you connect to nature through the oils. So it's through the botanicals and pure nature that we sort of increase our vibration, regardless of what your energy type is. Um, and then you just do the things to learn more about yourself and take care of yourself. 
And that is kind of like what makes you glow. That's why we always say, you know, relax inside to radiate outside. Yeah. Justin's um, wife, Jackie, also actually, um, she had a huge career change this this past year. She was getting her doctorate in psychology. And the main thing she was always focused on was how your mental health affects your physical health. So we were really excited to talk to you about that today because that's not super common in the health and wellness world of that mind and body Mm -hmm. connection to physically look your best. I think it's getting more popularized, but still there's not that much information out there about it. So how did you come across that or what inspired you to kind of like make that connection and have that uh, focus on your brand? Um, You know, it was one of those simple things I was doing with my kids, which is that experiment of where you sing to the plant and then the one plants all by itself and has no love, right? And you yes. see how one glow the grows music and one doesn't. plant experiment. Right? I remember this. Yeah. So, um, you know, our skin is our largest organ. It's very reactive, right? So every product we have, even the roll-on, will have a affirmation that goes with it because as we say these things to ourselves it really just vibrates through our cells and it will help our skin grow and do all the things it needs to do to to be vibrant and we'll feel vibrant so it really is it's similar to I compare it to like a girl on her wedding day right why do they why is there that glow right it's because she's so happy so, so true what if we could just have that joy in everyday life right what if every day we were just sort of um, putting on an oil or connecting to nature while saying lovely things to ourselves um, and affirming our greatness uh, it's these moments of joy that would ultimately just really help us relax inside and radiate outside right we would just look and feel good I love that you brought up the plant. Um, I live in Hawaii, so we go on lots of hikes, and there's plants, you know, everywhere. It's very lush. And I will stop and talk to each plant and be like, you look so stunning today. You look beautiful. Just so (laughs) that that. I know. I'm like, it's going to come back to me if I'm speaking that into nature. Nature will give it back to me. And I love that. And my husband thinks I'm crazy, but thank you for validating. Absolutely. Yeah, you can let them know you're 100% validated in doing that. Yes. Touching them, talking to them, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Lindsay, you're going to have to come talk to all of the plants at our house because we can't keep a plant alive. Oh, all of my I plants are wrong. dead inside my home. That's why I specified <laughs> while I was on a hike. <laughs> I can't Make keep no them alive. no sense whatsoever. I know. Well, water right. is key for both skin and plants. So yeah. I will say <laughs> there's Facts only so much we can you. do without hydration. <laughs> I need that was a great reminder. Everyone take a big sip of water right now. You need it. I know you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things like I kind of wanted to get back to like the like your transition from investment banking, because to be honest, I think that's the most interesting thing is that big transition and like she, Lindsay has been mentioning, like we both come from, or, and I come from a very like academic uh, science background. And now I'm getting into a different space and feeling that out and using a different part of my brain. And so I'm wondering, is there anything or any skills from, you know, your original career that you definitely are using now? I mean, obviously with the, you know, um, trying to raise money for things like that, uh, obviously translate, but any like softer skills that you find is very helpful with what you're doing now? Yeah. I mean, there's so many skills I think that were transferable because a lot of what I was doing was going into companies, evaluating what they were doing correctly, incorrectly, and then Mm -hmm. helping create a plan for them to then grow and sell them. So Mm -hmm. from a business perspective, it was a really easy transition Mm -hmm. because a lot of those skills were transferable. 
Um, mm. and, I, and I think a lot of it comes down to also you just have to learn, right? Like if you know how to learn and you've learned that skill, then you can learn new things that have to go with whatever you're changing into. So it's more important that you know how to learn than what you know. Uh, wow. That literally what I feel about college and how what you're learning in college means pretty much nothing. <laughs> but learning how to learn yeah. means absolutely everything. Correct. Correct. Yeah, oh, Justin, yeah. I love to tell people like as long as you have an interest for it, you can learn more about it. Like you don't need yeah. to be the expert in any field. You just need to keep going. Last, I think a couple episodes ago here, I said I was a trial and error girly, not a... Um, prepared girly mm -hmm. and that is so true in the way that I do things it's like oh let's just try it and we'll learn on the we'll learn on the fly exactly and and that's that's the best thing about if you want to change your career four times it really doesn't matter because you're just learning you know how to learn and you can learn it and if you're passionate about it and if in your gut you feel like this is what's right then it probably is right Ooh, I like that leaning into your desire to learn rather than like the fear of not knowing what your career is going to look like Exactly. Nuggets of knowledge in this episode. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about your products. I am personally obsessed with the idea of your um, customized face oil because I know face oils can scare a lot of people away, especially if they feel like they already have oily skin. Um, can you explain how your company's artificial intelligence creates those custom blends for um, yeah, absolutely. So what we do is we connect people to their origin story. So usually Mother Nature knows best. So where you're from, the botanicals from that region are generally the best for your skin. So we mm. use that along with your skin type. Is it dry, oily combination to figure out the right oils for you? And people who have oily skin, actually, they need oil. Their skin is making oil because it's not sensing that there's enough for the skin. So it's actually an mm. imbalance that can be corrected through face oil. Um, but I know it can be scary at first. <laughs> yeah, but there people are get so actually, scared by oils. They do, they do. But it's, it's actually, um, I mean, I've only ever used oils my whole life, really. So that was, um, that's why I kind of dove into face oils. I think that it's the best thing for your skin, the same way that we started to learn how we should eat fruits and vegetables for our gut. Um, fresh botanical extracts are what our skin needs, not synthetic chemicals and different things, right? So if you think about the packaged food industry and kind of how it's come, I think we're just at the beginning of that with skincare. Oh, interesting. Yeah, comparing it to the food we eat, to the type of oils we're putting on our face, like what's processed versus organic, what's like a true version of that oil versus a synthesized version, I guess. Exactly. And when you said, okay, so you said you take into consideration where we're from. Does that mean like our heritage, like for example, I'm Irish, so you would look into the oils that are Correct. originally that in region. Ireland? Yeah, oh, and if wow. not specifically to Ireland, maybe Europe, but yeah, exactly. We would look at like, where are you generally, where are the, what are the plants in that region? So like I'm from India, so a lot of, you know, almond, sweet almond is from that area. It's really good for my skin, but it might not be so good for your skin, right? And wow, if you're from so Africa, marula oil is really great for you. Yeah, so just depending on where you're from, the botanicals, again, Mother Nature knows better than us, right? <laughs> so yes. they grow there for a reason. Um, and now some people don't know their heritage and some people, it could be a mixed heritage, in, in which case it really is just your skin type and goals that it'll optimize for. Um, but the idea is also just to connect you to your roots. So again, we're, we're grounding 
and um, oh they work gosh, really well. Yes. So we have self-care rituals based on your human design that you can use with the face oil for 30 days to kind of help oh, really yeah. root you um, to your energy footprint and earth. So this is a full system. Yeah, interconnected. It is. And I'm glad Lindsay clarified because when you said origin, I immediately thought, oh, I was born in Long Beach. <laughs> Lindsay was born in Bakersfield. <laughs> What herb, like what botanicals are native (laughs) to Long Beach and Bakersfield? And I'm like, hmm. Yes. Well, I believe I heard on another episode that you're not big on the genetics testing and putting it all out there. Yeah, Justin. (laughs) Wow, you are a good listener. No, I'm not. But I was going to say, you could could take your 23andMe data and kind of see where you're mostly from. Thank you. Thank you, Kavita. Thank you. See, Justin? It's worth it. Look at all the things you can learn about yourself. Okay, now I'm going to do a deep dive on your website. That's so fun. So there's so many things to play around with on the site. So if I'm a new customer to go on, do I take those types of quizzes first? Sure, you can take the the skin quiz. Yeah, you can take the skin quiz. It'll tell you what botanicals are in it for you. And then if you like it, please purchase. Um, Please purchase. And then the soul quiz you take for your... um, energy footprint and then we have a program for that separately as well so it's fun just to see what's good for you and then we have a wellness quiz if you know from a health perspective if you want to see which of our essential oil roll-ons would be best oh my gosh now i know the plans for the rest of my afternoon i will be taking quizzes (laughs) i love this type of stuff i do too and we'll discuss (laughs) it later (laughs) i love it okay so then what are some of your favorite mindfulness activities that you practice that our audience could also try so I love, again, efficiency. So I really take my mindful minute and affirmations um, with putting on my face oil in the morning. So I really t- treat that as my little mini meditation. I meditate as well separately, but to me, just as I put it on, I always am like, I radiate greatness. Everyone around me feels loved. Um, you know, and, and while I do that, I'm massaging my skin. And, and so I think that beautiful connection of nature and nurture come together to make me start my day out well. So it's one of my favorite rituals. And I do that in the morning and in the evening. Um, And in the evening, sometimes it's also just a moment of reflection. Okay. So I want everyone to understand Kavita has a son and she is still able to, in the morning, take that time for herself without an excuse because it does, it changes the rest of your day. If you miss a day, do you feel off the rest of the day if you like don't get yeah. in that time it in the morning? It feels like I didn't brush my teeth. I also have two daughters. I didn't want to leave them out in case they. Oh my gosh! Three children. Oh, no. yeah. Kavita has three children you. and is able you to take this time. heard that. <laughs> They'd be like, "Mom, we exist." Right. Exactly. I so it. I have a son, two daughters, and a, and a doggy. But yeah, exactly. You can take you can take those few minutes for yourself, and I think it really centers you because, especially as a mom, it's easy to sometimes get. Um, pulled in a lot of different directions and thrown Mm -hmm. off your game, if you will. So to me, if you nourish your mind, nourish your skin, you kind of just start off on that right foot. Yeah. And as as cliche as it sounds, you really do have to take care of yourself before you can pour anything else into your loved ones. A hundred percent. Cool. Absolutely. Very nice. Um, So I kind of want to slight pivot so you one of the things that we read and um, we talked about earlier is you 
have a yoga practice and you became certified. Um, that is one of my hidden, not, I don't know if it's a hidden talent, but I'm also a yoga instructor and that's what He's I great did in my instructor. 20s. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just a little bit about like, you know, your yoga journey. Uh, do you still practice? Um, what style of yoga you're into? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, a fellow yogi. Um, <laughs> so I love vinyasa. And that's where I got my training. It is. I do still practice. (laughs) I grew up watching, you know, my grandfather practice, my father practice. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of our culture. And the journey of it was um, not to necessarily be a teacher, though I did volunteer at a women's shelter just to teach um, Mm -hmm. there. But it was never meant to be anything more than a personal learning journey. So for me, it wasn't so much about the asana, but it was more about really connecting it to how we live our life. So Mm yoga is more a style of living, right? So ahimsa, do no harm. And, and, And really thinking about how do I incorporate these things into my life? Mm-hmm. And into my business. So, you know, we, for everything we do, it's not profit-based. We always give back. So we embed give back in almost every interaction. So as we're doing this podcast, we're going to donate, um, you know, at least, you know, we usually do 50 impacts to somewhere abroad. So it's those more of those everyday life practices that mm-hmm. we incorporate into life that I wanted to learn more about. Like I wanted to be yoga, not just do yoga. Right. And, and it's interesting you say that because I think, like for me personally, when I initially got into yoga, it was like an exercise, a physical exercise. But then I slowly got more into it and I started pulling things out. Like you mentioned Ahimsa. Um, one of the yamas and niyamas that stuck out to me was like Santosha and not wanting right. for other things during a time in which yeah. Lindsay and I were in our mid-20s, very broke. And a lot of our friends from home were having kids, buying homes doing all these adult things and meanwhile we were not doing those things and so taking something like that so I definitely I resonate with you know taking aspects of yoga and trying to apply them in different parts of your life and I understand it becoming more of a more than just a practice and more of like what you take off your mat so I really like that and um do do you have a studio that you practice at normally yeah yoga journey is my favorite studio to practice at it's uh, in Boca have you ever done a core power I haven't I haven't to try it that's yoga home for me <laughs> i'll definitely have to try it um and so uh one of the other things uh that you've done is ayurveda which i've kind of like heard of ayurveda no kind of like a general idea but for myself and our some of our listeners like what or how would you explain ayurveda and how you bring that into your company sure um so it's really the sister science to yoga. So it Mm -hmm. takes into a lot of um, your different levels of like what type are you? So there's also within Ayurveda, there's sort of similar to human design. There's different types. So, you know, there's your dosha. Um, Mm -hmm. And the way I really took it into what we're doing is more the practice of self-care. So oil massage, abhyang, that's a really big practice in Ayurveda as well as the different chakra system. So all of our essential oil roll-ons coordinate to a different chakra that it also balances. So it's sort of multi-layered. It's so breathe would also be great for allergies, but it's also really good for helping you with your root chakra. So that's sort of how I integrated it into the company. Mm -hmm. 
And also we just grew up with a lot of the different practices. So I just wanted to learn, like, why do we do the things we do? For example, um, there's a prayer that people do, you know, all, I think most religions, actually, there's a prayer that a lot of times you do before you eat. Well, why do you mm-hmm. do that? It's because it gets your body out of the fight or flight, right? It kind of, it gives you that moment to de-stress before you eat. And why so did I, I never realize that? <laughs> so it's not just because my mom said, right. It's not it. just to like do a prayer, right. Of thanks, which yeah, is good too yeah, to have yeah. gratitude, but it really does. It takes your body out of it. And so, you know, with my that kids, so they true. use the de-stress roll on, but you know, I'm just like, take a moment to breathe really to get yourself out of the fight mm-hmm. or flight. So really understanding why we do some of the things we do. Um, so fa- okay. Why so study it. my husband, when he was in Cairo school, he took a class on Ayurveda and he, lived it for that whole semester and it was so interesting all of the different um, elements and I tried doing some with them too but I really did feel more connected to my body during that time you know like not eating in front of a television I'm so guilty of that that's like my worst trait is that I always eat in front of a television and for that semester we were you know like really taking time to sit down chewing our food properly um, eating at the right time snow snacking whatever it was like I don't remember at all, but I do remember feeling a lot more connected to my body. And I wonder, since you grew up with that, do you notice in people, like when you have a meal with them, how disconnected they may seem from their meal? Um, I try not to do judgment like that because I myself sometimes can't practice what I preach. (laughs) So I'm like, wow. (laughs) Um, So no, but I will say that for myself, I do notice when I am in and out of alignment with those practices. Mm-hmm. So one of the things in Ayurveda that they talk about is the optimal time to sleep. So they said like from the hours of 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And I'm obsessed with the topic of sleep. So that I have experimented a lot with. And it's true. If Even if you sleep longer at different hours, being asleep at those hours really does make a big difference. Uh, and it's a little bit of adjustment because 10 o'clock is kind of early. But yeah, it, it so really is that, does that help. REM sleep ten to three, or just like it's not that it's REM. It's sleep. just that your yeah, the whole your all of your cycles of sleep will mm. be better. Also, you know, I'll do a shameless plug for our sleep essential oil roll on, which is Please. our number one seller. Um, but it really does also help with that experience, and it has sandalwood, which helps puts you into that meditative space before going to sleep with your sleep affirmation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it and. Yeah, but but I it's more that I I'll notice when I'm out of alignment. My sister-in-law is a Ayurvedic doctor, so usually I'll go to her for anything <laughs> more serious than that. Yes, but it was more just to learn why do we do the things we do, so we can make so I could make sense of them and then incorporate them with some of the things we're doing, like use de-stress before you eat. You know, to again get out of the fight or flight. I'm still stuck on the getting out of the fight or flight. Like, how did I never think of that? And now I'm going to put it back into my practice before I eat is just to, you know, relax your body so that your body is ready and available to digest and consume this food. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking from somebody who tries to eat as fast as possible in between shifts and patients, um, that is also something I'm going to try to do is like (laughs) slow down and be a little bit mindful of what I'm doing because... Yeah, as we go from one thing to the next, we just are, you know, we kind of forget that we used to have this big connection with food and how it made us feel and definitely gotten away from that. Yeah, sometimes we can't get it as nutrient dense as we'd like, but we can energize it, right? So we can just kind of put that intention into the food as or drink before we eat it. 
Yeah, I need to do that because every day I'm like, I'm exhausted. And there's no reason for me to be exhausted. But it's probably because I'm not being mindful and I'm not being present in my body with my sleep and with eating. I would love to hear more about what you're interested with sleep because I have been having the worst sleep of my life the past couple of months. Lindsay, your sleep is yours and Jackie's um, with your dreams and whatnot. Yeah, Yeah, so I have a a couple tips for you. I would say um, you need to be exhausted as a generator to make sure that you are really tired. So you just want to make sure that you've gotten enough walking or steps or, you know, in your day. Another technique I love is legs up the wall. So if you... I love doing that. Yeah. So if you want to do that for like, you know, five to 10 minutes before to kind of get yourself relaxed, I would, again, use the oil, kind of set a routine and a ritual. And it almost programs your body into, yes, I'm getting ready for bed to sleep. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway from this episode is that I need to create and maintain more consistent rituals morning and evening and the importance of them to just have like a better day overall yeah we used to be a society of a lot of rituals like all cultures right had so many different rituals and we've kind of come away from that and I think it's time to revisit that they were actually there there were scientific reasons that they were existed um, and to and to come back and develop ones that fit us Absolutely. Because it kind of puts you in like that routine of like, okay, this is what is going to happen. Like for me, a ritual that I have before I go to sleep, especially like during my night shifts is I put on, um, uh, what is that app? Mind. Um, I'm drawing a blank Calm. on it. Headspace. Um, Headspace. Yes. So I put on one of those like sleep things and it's like, okay, time to decompress. Yeah. Hopefully I don't get a text or an alert. And it's like, <laughs> it's know. that moment. You don't of- have to hope. You can put it on do not disturb. I know, Justin, we oh. need to be better about that. Or like airplane I'm at, I, But I'm sleep. at work. I can't, I'm not allowed to put my phone on do not disturb. <laughs> I, I have to wake up. Fair. But I can and I will. I need to start doing that because I, I live in Hawaii, but my company is based out of New York, but I do West Coast hours. So Oof. work starts for me at 6 a.m., but it starts for everyone else on my team at 3 a.m. So by 3 a.m., I'm already getting the notifications. And the yeah. first thing I do as soon as my alarm goes off is, like, I roll over and check my work email and make sure, like, oh, is there anything I need to hop on immediately? And I love being done with work at 2 p.m., but I hate the fact that I don't get to have a morning routine just because I cannot wake up at 5 a.m. to save my life. It seems impossible. Do you work, do you wake up at 3 a.m.? Or have you tried doing that? Okay. uh, No, I don't wake up at 3 a.m. I do do 5.30, as so that I can have time when the house is quiet because everyone's sort of up around 6.30, 7. But you don't, it doesn't have to be long. You know, you can start out with just it being 10 minutes. Okay, that's a good reminder of it. It doesn't have to be like this whole intensive thing. It can just be something quick to start your day. You don't have to like make it a whole. Right. So like in Ayurveda, one of the things they said is touch the ground when you wake up because it grounds you and just, you know, be grateful to be awake and alive. And and, and so immediately that kind of starts you. It takes five seconds to do. Um, You could then go do but I wouldn't grab your phone that's like the worst thing to do first thing I know we all do it but I know guilty. it's the hardest thing so to guilty. break the hardest habit to break is rolling over and reaching for your phone maybe right. we need to put our phone in a different room Which well, it, 
It's hard. It doesn't help that our phone is the alarm. So right. it's like you go to grab it oh to turn God, off the yeah. alarm. And then the next step is Instagram or, you know, threads now or whatever. Well, so create a new ritual. Create a new ritual yeah. of turning off the alarm, touching the floor, and then going maybe to the bathroom or your space and um, taking a couple moments to be grateful and think about what you are, connect to nature in some way. Okay, I love that. So usually Justin and I at the end of each episode give our audience like an action item to do for the week. So I think a great action item from this episode would be everyone just try to create like a little 10-minute morning ritual, five-minute, whether it's like Kavita said, going out and touching the ground with your bare feet, um, taking a sip of water before you touch your phone, create a little morning ritual for the week and see how you feel and report back to us. And I'm going to do it too. Okay, like, we Yeah, I, I think that's a great uh, little action item. Just something that you can add into your everyday and not yeah, overcomplicate. It'll be interesting to see what people do. Yeah. <laughs> don't overcomplicate it, don't overthink it, which is harder for me, but yes. Yeah, Justin. Don't put it in notion. It doesn't have to be written out in notion. Okay. <laughs> chill chill I, it's my I, favorite thing to tease him about because he's organized and i'm not so you know it's fun I, I plan everything you're in spreadsheets oh don't get me started i used to love please excel please tell spreadsheets her about the spreadsheet that you made for um your proposal oh so three months into knowing my now wife I had like a proposal idea because she was obsessed with um, Serendipity, the movie. And, you know, most people would just make like a quick note on their phone about this idea. No, I made like a spreadsheet with different pages, <laughs> a price breakdown for my friends oh my of God. like how much it would cost everyone to go, mm -hmm. a timeline of how I'm going to take her through New York with all the different Aww. surprises, all on a spreadsheet. And I held on to that. And that's how I proposed. So Aww, that is it was not so sweet. Yeah, not it's time so wasted. Sweet. Yeah, no time so wasted. Sweet. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm a big spreadsheet person myself, so oh, God, I get it. Oh, my gosh. So, they're so efficient. The, the formulas, once you learn how to do a solid formula, it's... It's amazing. Uh, I need you guys to rub off on me so that I can become a spreadsheet girl because I see, I see that it's helpful, and I know I'm missing out. No, you're not missing out. You're doing it your way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Trial yeah. and error, remember? Trial and error, trial and error. That's my vibe. Okay, so we love your holistic and natural approach to beauty. I think the beauty industry can be really overwhelming and scary with um, for both men and women of, oh, you need to do this. You have to also do this in your routine. Um, you have to look this certain way. Your skin has to look this certain way. Is there a favorite beauty tip or like beauty mindset that you have that you can share with our audience? When your skin is healthy, it does everything you need. It moisturizes, exfoliates, and protects all on its own. So the goal is to get your skin healthy, not to look at different things that might be wrong. So just the same way we think about our health, think about your skin and think of it in that way. Uh, less is usually more. Less is more. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that Honestly, speaking from like the male perspective of trying to figure out you know what things to do and not to do just the fact of like getting your skin to a point where it's healthy it's like you don't have to do all these expensive like trust me i've tried the expensive hand or face washes and all this different stuff and yeah just getting it to a point where it does 
what is naturally supposed to do. Correct. And tell it like you're beautiful. <laughs> right yeah. In, right? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Another action item, we should be doing affirmations. That's always hard for me to do. I think it feels a little silly in the mirror. Is there, um, how did you get over that like initial cringe feeling when you started doing affirmations? Because I'm stuck there. Yeah, no, for sure. I felt super cringy, right? I, I came from like a very finance corporate background and all of a sudden I'm like, you are radiant. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you are a goddess. You are a goddess. Yes. Um, so I started with ones that I found online. So it would just, I would just have it listen. And then I just started to say it. And, and honestly, I, I made it a little bit more fun and silly because I, I like joy. I want to be joyous. Um, and I thought about it more from that perspective. When you think of the movies of someone like singing with their hairbrush, right? Or yes. that sort of silliness. Yes, that's fun. Yes. And I took it that way. And then pretty soon it wasn't silly. It was just what I did. That's true. Not taking it so seriously, making it like a little fun thing between you yeah. and yourself. If you feel silly, that's okay. Like when do we get to feel silly in our day, right? So true. We're so serious all the time. Yeah. So if it's silly, it's okay if it's silly. Yeah, I think, but affirmations are so powerful and there's so much science behind it as well that there's no reason not to take a couple minutes every day to affirm who you are and who you want to be. And I think like transitioning it into something done daily because like I've done like affirmations for like going in for tests during school or interviews and I firmly believe in like there's like a big like uh, difference between like my wife and I. My wife hates interviews and I love interviews because I go in there and I'm like, I already got the job. They want me um, like that kind of thing. And that that's my version of affirmations. And so I think the the push for me would be to not just do that for those special occasions, but do that like on a daily basis. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the visualization and the affirmation every day of the life you want. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Love and then that. when you I'm connect so it with it. scent and essential oils, it actually helps your brain believe it. So there's a huge connection between your olfactory senses and your brain. And so if you can use aromatherapy to then also say your affirmations, you're more likely to sort of embrace that. Is it kind yeah. of the same thing as what they would tell us growing up with studying for a test? Like, oh, chew the same type of gum that you're going to chew while you take or the class the because it music. will trigger your brain. Yes. Yeah, listen to the same music, whatever. Does it have that it's, same kind of it, But effect? so much more. It has so much more than that. But yes, exactly. It has. It's that same sort of idea, but it's so much more because the oils actually will you know, it's a lot more helpful than just chewing gum, right? It's going to really relax right. your brain to accept the message. So it would be like studying, but using rosemary oil that actually helps your memory as well. Wow. Okay. Wait, now in, I just want to go do a deep dive on oils. I understand. Right. Now you see yeah. why I got obsessed with it. Yes. Yes. No, now I'm, I'm borderlining obsession in this moment and we will be outlining it all on our Instagram because I'm going to need everyone to get into this too with me. Okay. Well, you've been stunning. We just want to close this interview with one last question. Justin, would you like to ask it? Yeah. Um, so what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? The best piece of advice, you know, I, it's not that I was given, but I read Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back. Yes. And I really, it really resonated with me. Sounds like a me. Lindsay comment. Yeah. It really resonated. I just, whenever I think 
oh, it's not going to work or, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't tune into my intuition because maybe life is too insane in that moment. I always just sit back and think it's okay because the universe has my back. Like that was probably. Yeah, knowing everything's going to work out. You're never going to be, nothing's going to let you fall. The universe really does have your back. Right. You're not going to be without as long as you, you know, do the, put the good out there in the universe, obviously. Exactly. It will definitely return. Yeah. Exactly. And struggles are just here to teach and do the things, right? But it's just easier to believe when you're like, okay, it's fine because I know somebody has my back. Uh, yes. Something that I try to remind myself every time I get anxiety. It's like, it's fine. Everything always works out. Nothing has ever not worked out for me. Correct. And that's a good mindset to just keep with us to close this interview and just for life, you guys. We have so many good nuggets of knowledge and wisdom in this episode. I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. We are so thankful to have you, Kavita, and we hope to have you back soon. And everyone, go look at her site. Um, what's the site? K- Is it K- Sahai, K-S-A-H-A-I.com. And then where can they find you on social? It's at love Sahai. So just love, K-S-A-H-A-I. Perfect. Thank you right. so, so much. I'm excited to like go back and edit everything and pull out because we pull out little reels from everything. So there'll be a lot of little, yeah, words of wisdom (laughs) to uh, pull out for content and we'll we'll obviously share and tag tag definitely tag, we'll share everything. Yeah, Yeah, we've been really wanting to get more into these types of subjects with our audience and kind of venture off just pop culture. We have so much more that we're interested in. So this was such a great start. We're so thankful that we had you on. And we'll chat with you soon.